0: Hey everyone, welcome to A Specialist Thursday. This is Cameron. I'm getting a late start on this podcast, so I'm going to make it quick. Um, So normally on these days, we want to focus on anything that would be a specialty skill that is going to be essential for your success. And as I was looking at really what are the essential life skills In both uh, our normal lives as well as business uh, I was able to break it down into a specific list so the list I was able to get it narrowed down to was uh, focus uh, self control perspective taking communication connecting critical thinking problem solving challenges self-directed or self-motivated as well delegation Leadership, Teamwork, Time Management, Flexibility, Creativity, Ambition, Grit and Perseverance, and Risk-Taking, which is obviously quite a bit to go into, and so I, I really wanted to go into something at least that I knew that I did really well, and that was... Um, At first, I I, I was actually going to go with like more grit and perseverance just because of the fact that uh, I did not have it easy. And so the only reason I got to where I am is because of that grit and perseverance. So I do think that that is almost a core attribute that you absolutely have to have. But I also think that when you start to getting to, getting to a point where you need to scale, that delegation and communication becomes paramount and since we just talked about communication and sales and those relationships yesterday i felt that that might be a a great place to take off and so if you haven't watched the yesterday's podcast i would definitely recommend it um, with danny and that will help you substantially as far as understanding how to get the the right or set the right platform or um, or the, the right uh, expectation or uh, I'm trying to think of the right word and I'm just drawing a blank right now but kind of the right emotion to go forward with any conversation and how to do that and th- this one is actually probably one of the hardest ones that I had um, was the the delegation Um, When it was a project, I did really well. I do really well within confined lines. But the problem was, is once those projects were done and we were looking for just basic filler work, uh, I kind of went into this state of chaos, meaning that I was willing to take like I could do any job and I actually enjoyed the variety of work. However, when I would put other guys into that same environment, they would get overwhelmed and easily um, confused or, or so forth just because the, they weren't able to comprehend or go through as many tasks. And so I really realized that simplicity is the key. Uh, simplicity is the key to delegation and actually f- creating those defined guidelines. And so let's go into really that how do you create those defined guidelines those defined scopes of work those defined job roles to help delegate to help scale your company Um, because eventually you will hire somebody and you'll find that you go from operating the business to fighting so you, you will probably fight at first, especially because the people that you hire are not going to do it to your standards, um, which it's hard to give up control of that. So, th- that's the first step: is first being able to give away the control and being okay with even 80% uh, quality being good enough. But also setting them into a vi- an environment that is um, setting setting them up for success. And that is something, again, that I still have problems with and I'm constantly trying to improve on and also contributing to the culture where we always are trying to self-improve or better ourselves. So how do you do that is by basically you establish what your job role is and what you would say is the root of your company. So the root of my company is at the end of the day, it comes down to managed services so and that obviously entails a lot Um, so that's where it can be hard sometimes to narrow it down Um, because the person that's going to be working on servers and uh, software configurations and viruses and and all these different things is not necessarily going to know network administration and might not know um, how to configure security cameras or, how to set up a home theater or stuff like that. Uh, luckily, um, we can create defined roles though to to say, okay, great, um, I'm going to make it to where anybody, that, anything associated with computer repairs, tickets, um, anything as far as networks, that's going to create one job role. So, usually, I will try to find somebody that has a good solid. Uh, at least basic computer background and then i will teach them the basics of the network administration and so forth and then anything above and beyond that will go to more of a technical director uh, like me which will then handle anything above and beyond what that person is able to do so think of it as like a tier two and tier three technician And we don't really need necessarily a lot of tier ones right now, just because most of the tasks that we have aren't in that level. Um, But as we get more simple requests, say like password resets and configurations or changing employees or whatever the case may be for these different clients, that's when we will start hiring a lot of T1 technicians because that will offset a lot of that work That really doesn't need to go to more of our specialist technicians that we would otherwise be having to pay them a lot higher hourly. Because you have to understand that as your employees, so for example, somebody that has the skill set, like the skills, so if I hired somebody and they're able to do my accounting and they're able to do my office management and they're able to do sales and they're able to do this, then typically, and especially if they're able to do it well, keyword then their wages are usually substantially higher. So the people, as their expertise increases, then their wage is going to increase accordingly. Otherwise, you'll typically lose them. Um, The other thing is uh, that you really want them... And your most capable people to handle the hardest tasks to make sure that those issues get resolved quickly and effectively. So it doesn't matter if you're doing HVAC, if you're an electrical company, if you are a digital marketing company or anything else. And granted, we do have that division as well. Um, But with, so for example, our SEO services, and that's another thing, is because uh, obviously our technicians are not going to know any of uh, SEO services. They're not going to know how to do AdWords. They're not going to know how to do anything except for maybe basic uh, web design and the foundation and security behind that to make sure that it's secured and updated properly. And then they basically hand it off to a graphic designer. Uh, so how we've actually done it is w- because of the fact that we we kind of recognized we could find a an artist or a graphic designer that was okay. They did everything pretty well, um, and they could design most websites fairly well. However, they did not um, they did not excel in any individual niche. And so we wanted to stand out above all of our other competition in this area because we realized that that was kind of the highest neglected and also where most of the most kind of garbage um, competitors are. Unfortunately, and there's so many, and there's a lot of good ones, but there's also a lot of bad ones. that will just take advantage of people and bill them crazy monthly and that, and that's actually one of the reasons we brought it in house is cause we went through like three different SEO companies that would promise the world and they never ever, ever delivered. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring this in house and then I'm only going to hire people that I know for a fact can de- deliver results. And so I actually ended up hiring specific contractors and that to that excelled in specific niches. So one would be um, excels specifically in healthcare, uh, birth centers, dentists, anything healthcare associated. They are the bomb, and I know for a fact that they can get most people ranked number one within. Oh, like normally it's 90, 90 days typically before you start seeing results, and he was actually starting to be able to get it substantially sooner and it was without necessarily hacking it was just by doing it effectively and knowing what he was doing and having because he was really an expert in that niche and so we started expanding our network with experts in those different niches and we did the same thing with graphic design because every one of our clients is going to have a different niche a different branding and I recognized that and said you know what I don't want to give you a graphic designer that can just kind of do everything kind of well and meet people's standards and say yeah that's cool I like it Um, I wanted them to be like wow that is awesome that is amazing I can't believe um, I didn't go to you guys sooner that's the reaction that I constantly am trying to uh, provide to our clients and so that that's kind of how we were able to scale effectively and the other thing too is we were able to get these people um, and we'd always have a fallback so that way if somebody got sick they moved out of town um, heaven forbid an accident happened or something like that that we also had a fallback to make sure that those clients were still taken care of and I usually would split the workload either way between them just even if one was more expensive or one was less or whatever else just because it constantly is is building that relationship with them because now if i give them other work they're more likely to make sure that our clients are taken care of first because we have this relationship already with them Um, but our our actual technical back end like everything technical is all on our end and then we actually have branding specialists that will kind of go into more specifics and say okay what is your goal right now what are you trying to get to um and so as you establish these roles within your own company whether again it's hvac or home remodeling or whatever um i actually have uh a guy that owns a remodeling company and it looks like i think he's based in texas Um, there's been a lot of people I've been talking to lately in Texas I don't I don't know why I have a brother out there but that that's the only other really tie that I have to Texas still um, after I moved back so I used to live in Midland Odessa and then I moved to Houston that's but that's besides the point Um, but anyways he was really having this problem with delegating to and making sure that there's different contractors and making sure that the the work got done appropriately because um, a lot of people, as soon as they would get the retainer, would just take off, and that was obviously no bueno. And so we actually created a systemized approach to help them specifically overcome that. Um, by well, with in his case, we were able to make it to where we could purchase the goods and then also delegate. Um, so we actually had an entire project or Gantt chart. That was established so that there was a very clear guideline to say this is what needs to be done at each step this is when it needs to be done by and if this doesn't happen then this needs to happen and this is kind of the process to follow to make sure that um, other people are known or made aware of it and that they are um, able to schedule accordingly in advance so it wasn't um, a scheduling fiasco And thus, she was able to delegate appropriately with that system in place. Um, But a lot of it is really keeping organized. And there's actually a few organizing, uh, great organizing people that, um, oh, I just went, I spaced her name and she's not going to like me for it. Um, It's Ashley, I think. Um, Yeah, Ashley with um, Declutter. um, She owns some decluttering company in that we haven't really had a chance to do a one-on-one, but I know that people like her are a valuable asset for a lot of people like us in our field. And you know what? I'm, I'm actually just gonna try to persuade her to get on a podcast here soon. Um just because she she's very good at understanding or communicating like how much you need to declutter your life in order to really have that clear mindset that you need to operate efficiently so all of these things um, come back to again to delegating properly so order and processes um, and creating confined guidelines of saying okay this is what I can handle in-house this is the basis of our work this is something that I can go out and find somebody right out of um, high school or trade school or whatever the case may be and instantly plug them in with minimal training i can have them working within our company and that's why some people will isolate clear down to something as simple as security cameras or only cabling and stuff like that um, i really believe that most people are able to handle a lot more than that which is also why we only hire kind of the better techs um just because we kind of realized that the 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 ones that were that had the base kit, this uh, skill set, yeah you can use them for filler work, but they weren't able to handle all the other because I, I wanted a team. So for example, when we were did all the Walgreens, okay, so we did all the Walgreens stores on the, the West Coast. Um I could hire some basic guys that only did drywall and only did like the signage and only did electrical. But in reality, I wanted somebody that was fairly good at all of those things or fairly good kind of handyman at all these aspects. um, And that also understood. Um, So basically what I would do is I would bring one handyman and one technical person. And we were able to knock out essentially, so within t- between two people we were able to knock out the entire scope of work um, in a, a matter of a day when most of these sites were scheduled for two plus days. And it, it actually do a fairly good job. Now, granted, um, the reason we actually stopped ended up doing work with them eventually was because they unfortunately we're and this is actually goes back to a conversation we had about clients understanding value um, one of the the project managers which the, the company was called JL contracting at the at the time that was managing a lot of these installations and deployments uh, for the it was called the hallmark and uh, the cosmetic sections of, you know, we were overhauling and so we were doing the registers we were doing a lot of the main components and then also helping um, move the cameras and all the other things that kind of came with that and they actually told us that they started trying to negotiate the wage uh, to tr- so they could try to make more money with it um, we were only getting paid like a thousand dollars I think per site which when you have two to four people per site per day, and you're they're all working 14 hour days, and then picking up driving. So that included gas money and everything. You realize that that's garbage. That's really, we were losing almost four to $600. And so when we proved ourselves, we were like, you know what, we really need to negotiate this because we've proven our worth, but we need to Obviously, have higher wage, or you're going to have to find somebody else. And they told us that we were paying our guys too much and that we needed to go, quote unquote, go find ourselves some cheap Mexicans to hire, which, um, needless to say, irritated me immensely. Um, Because even so, there's a huge misconception too that just. That if you hire some cheap Mexicans, that they'll somehow do great work, which is not true. Anybody too that is doing that does great work, whether they are legal or illegal in the states, and that makes substantially good money. Um, so, literally, I I could go down the street right now and I could find a couple really good cabinet makers uh, that they came over illegally and. But they have people and shops all around here that will pay them $45 an hour, no questions asked at all because their skill set's there. And there's a huge enough demand in the, the, the manual labor industries right now to where they can justify that. Um, so anyway, getting back to the main point is is if you have the process you can have four guys again handle huge projects like that but you also have to understand that even if you get efficient and really do well that sometimes you you have to crunch the numbers and realize that and cut your loss on that so that kind of goes into another skill set which is understanding and having those critical thinking or problem solving to be able to say you know what, this project isn't worth it, even though it's a huge name that we have under our belt now that we say we, we've done. Um, it just wasn't worth it, we were losing our shirts on it, and so, uh, but delegate it, uh, delegating also comes down to projects so that that was another thing reason that i was so good at processes though is because with these stores now they're all different to some aspects but it could keep relatively within one scope of work and we could say i could actually create a document that with pictures and everything and saying okay this is actually the quickest way to do each thing um so if, for example, we had to patch the wall or do some cabling or holes or anything, we'd immediately do that first so we could have the plaster and things of that nature start drying. So by the time we finished other scopes of work, that, that would also be dried and ready for the first coat. Then we'd go back, finish the first coat and everything, go knock out this other task, and then come back and finish the second coat or finished coat to get it to the prime result. And um so once and if we did what they told which is knocking out one individual scope of work at a time we realized that we were spending that's that's what really accounted for those 2 days and the drying time and all this other stuff is because there's just so many inefficiencies so being critical thinking and then delegating accordingly to what you've discovered and solving the problem through those critical thinking skills is really what's going to help you when you start scaling and handling huge projects like that. Because a lot of people think, oh, well, I need to be a huge company to be able to handle these big nationwide or national contracts, when reality is, is it's just four of us here in this office And then we have an office that we work with on occasion for overflow work um, based in Seattle. And then we have one guy clear out in Georgia that uh, works remotely. So, um, and they're, they're great. They're great guys. Um, But we just don't, we don't use them very often because we usually can handle everything within our own house without being necessarily overwhelmed or anything. So, that's, I, I guess, the the biggest takeaway here. Again, if you're trying to scale and you're trying to get to that point where you're finally going to start hiring on employees is, again, A, let go and that being willing to let go of the process. Um, you're going to kind of migrate into more of an HR role, which means that you're just doing conflict management. Understand you're going to take a pay cut from it and then be willing to problem solve as those problems come up and then delegate accordingly but as you get organized and the only way to really do that again is organizing your life having a clear space to think and then as you have that clear space and you get rid of all the clutter and just break it down to the rudimentary the simple things like okay here's really the core elements of the project and this is what it breaks down into that will help you isolate and kind of have this um, sociopath thinking which a lot of the time we'll think like well I don't want to think like a sociopath but at the same time thinking that way or and, and having something like me where I have Asperger's which means that I think things very black and white I'm very very logical which means that nothing I process is necessarily based on emotion it's which gives me a unique ability to be very good at technical and also logical decisions, not so much on communication or connecting all the time. And that's something I had to work on personally. So identify where your strengths are um, and push yourself into those so you can at least do them effectively. But if you are not the critical thinker, then understand that that's where you need to hire first then. So you actually will need to hire somebody like me, for example, that has taken the time to be able to uh, communicate effectively with you based on your emotional learning style, but at the same time is based strictly in critical thinking and problem solving. And that's how you scale on that end coming from that angle or perspective is being able to say, okay, great. I, I I understand that I am the emotional thinker and I need somebody that is going to kind of give me that reality check to say, hey, this isn't logical, this isn't feasible, or hey, we're losing our butt on this project and that you may look like a bunch of money. Um, like it was really cool to see, you know, a $400,000 check come in uh, from from uh, Walgreens and that for when we finished that, you know, two year long project. However, to also understand and do the math and understood that we basically broke even if not lost money on it was the most disheartening thing. And the fact that I lost so much of my health doing it was not good because literally we'd leave six in the morning or 6 p.m. Sunday night, we'd I drive there clear out to like Seattle um, start at 7 in the morning work till 11 or so at night and then pack up drive down to Las Vegas go up to Montana go across to California and that was my life for literally those two years essentially nonstop non-stop and everything I'd get back Sunday I'd have basically five hours with family and then I'd be gone again which is also why it's not sustainable now for me with my family, but it was, it was the most disappointing, horrible thing to look at that and realize that I didn't make any money after all that sacrifice. Um, it definitely gave me a lot of skill set, um, but I definitely would say that it was not worth kind of the years and the health that it took off of my life. And so that's why I, I really am trying to push and get this hammered through your head that money is not the most important thing. Um, you really need to look at the big picture and understand and be able to delegate. Because if I had just put in the extra work and stayed locally, I could have done just only like 20 jobs and made just as much net revenue. Because uh, at the end of the day, the net revenue is all that's going to truly matter. Not the gross, the net. Um So I know that we've kind of, I've scattered obviously into several different topics here now. But again, point of this was delegation. (laughs) So I'm having to constantly pull myself back in and realize that I'm going way off base here. So hopefully you guys can follow my train of thought. Uh, Hopefully that did provide again some value for you guys. If you have any questions, concerns or anything like that. You can actually go to the Anchor FM app, send me a voice message, and that will allow you to uh, communicate directly to me. You can also um, go on to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com consultROI. You can also call 833-LOVE-ROI. That's 833 loveroi And if you call that, then I'm happy to answer any specific questions you have. And I'll actually incorporate it into some of the Q&A. Or we can also schedule some one-on-one. And so if you feel that you can provide some value, um, I know we've reached out to a few people. And that which we actually have some amazing people that will be coming on to the podcast soon, which I'm excited for. Um, But definitely look for that. But if you feel that you definitely have the skill set and we talk and I feel that you can provide a lot of value to our clients, then I'd love to have you on. It doesn't matter if you're big or small. I I think the biggest mistake that a lot of people make is thinking that just because you have a bigger, successful company means that you're somehow smarter than the smaller guys. That's That's absolutely not true. I really think that the only difference is is that the the more successful people sometimes had a better hand like they had somebody that was willing to give them money in the first place Um, that they also were able to have access to the right people that were able to coach them so that's again why I am doing this and providing you all this value is because I know that some of these little key things can be the absolute game changer and if you apply them correctly in your life it will revolutionize everything and you'll be able to provide income and stability for so many different people and so many different families and that's really the goal out of this is to allow you to bless other people's lives because I know for me I can only reach so many people but if I touch you and you're able to then bless others with that knowledge I've then established a legacy and there it goes ties back into my why so with that said i'll end this podcast i i appreciate all of you guys and your continued support and we will catch you on the next podcast take care